Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Monsters podcast. Sorry, I was waiting on the little red uh, timer up at the top to get us going here tonight, guys. Welcome into the Believe in Monsters podcast. We're a lot. Of, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight talking about the Chicago Bears and what we're doing in the off season. You know us, you love us, you listen to us each and every week. The best podcast about the Chicago Bears. Big thanks to the Believe Network for putting us on each and every week. We recently had our boss Joe DeLeon on a from the Believe Network. We appreciate him hanging out with us a week or two ago. You can go back and listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, or on YouTube. We're excited to get this night going. We're here with Chris Krogman and Lucas Berry. I'm Joe Gaither. We're going to talk about the Combine. We're going to talk about some franchise tags. And the Chicago Bears released a guy. Is it a big deal or not? Our guys, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberfuss, met with the media. So let's get into it. You, We don't want to wait around any longer. Father Chris Krogman, how was your week? It's great to see you. Are you pumped up for Combine Week? Yeah, rumors are going to start flying. It's going to be really exciting. A week has been good so far. We're closing out the month strong. Uh, four straight months of 100% commission or better. So love to see it, love to hear it, love to collect yeah, them yeah, paychecks. Yeah. Proud of you. But, uh, yeah, very exciting Combine Week. We'll get into more about opening comments and so on and so forth and, and players and such. But Lucas Barry, Lucas Beardy, I should say, your beard is looking phenomenal as you stroke all of the frothy foam out of it. Lucas was enjoying a, a, <laughs> a, a blueberry bear beer, as it were. Without context, that sounds a little bit gross. Probably sounds that's a little what, bit gross with context, but that's why I gave it the context. Well, <laughs> the last thing I said to you before we went live was really gross, so let's just leave that out. Well, that 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 happened before we went live, so no one on the podcast will know what Chris said. Baby. Um, but I'm doing great. You know, this is finally the uh, you know the last season, and I was in the rearview mirror, even though the Super Bowl was only a few weeks ago. I love the combine. I love the NFL draft. So this is like it's like Christmas Day to uh to a bears fan or a bad football team fan uh you know this is what you look forward to so uh we're underway i mean these guys are uh, getting into indie uh we had our coach and gm press conference today you know the rumor mill is flying uh i feel like every day espn does a segment on whether or not justin fields should be traded i am absolutely sick of that at this point um Guys like Colin Coward are are changing, flip-flopping every day. You know, now Coward's saying, yeah, they should keep Fields and trade the number one pick, even though last week he was saying, oh, they got to trade Fields because he can't throw. What is it, man? I mean, this is crazy. I'm so sick of that nonsense. So that is the one part of the offseason I hate. But uh, Combine Week is here. Uh, it's just noise, already- man. It's just noise. I, 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 I filtered that shit out. I mean, I do too. It just, it annoys me, like, how dumb some of it is. Like, some of these guys just, I don't know. Why? Because they get paid to do this and we don't. And we're just, yeah, I guess. With, like, good takes and their takes are just so shitty. And, yeah, they just have massive audience because they just say a bunch of dumb shit to get clicks. I do not like clickbait. I will give you that. Um, yeah. I th- yeah. Yes. That's what it is. 
in the, in simple the terms, issue is Luke, they got to go on every single day and they want to uh, placate to different audiences one week it's oh justin fields is the man and the next week is oh they should trade him so what six eight months down the line whenever justin does amazing or terrible they can go back and play their clip and say hey look see i was right yeah i mean i i know what you're saying but uh I don't know. Guys like Lewis Riddick, like Lewis Riddick, I know he got on Bears fans' bad side, but he went out there and, and basically said it how it is earlier this year. He said the Bears would be terrible, and they were. You know, Bears fans gave him a lot of crap, but he he, he was right, and he pointed that out. And, uh, you know, he came back out and said uh, they would be dumb to trade fields at this point, and they should, uh, you know, keep rolling with him. So guys like that, you know, I, I definitely appreciate um, – who, who have worked in NFL circles, so their opinion definitely holds some weight. But, uh, I mean, let's let's kick this off here already. I mean, the NFL, the, uh, the, the tag deadline, we're in, a, you know, the middle of that. That's going to end next week. Um, the commanders have cut Carson Wentz, and as soon as that happened, I think we all had a feeling that Payne would be tagged, and he was. So he is going to stay with the commanders for at least one more season, unless some kind of sign-in trade happens. Uh, that was a massive Bears free agent target to a lot of the fan base, even though we kind of said before it probably wasn't super realistic. But, I mean, how are you guys feeling about that? And are you okay with the Bears' pivot options, you know, heading into free agency? Chris, you want to take that to the lead I mean, and I'll I, go next? <clears throat> I think we we pretty much – we knew this was a a possibility. Uh, we've talked options uh, from from jump with uh, Hargraves from Philly or Dra- uh, Draymond Jones. Draymond Jones. I almost said Jerome Payne just because I yeah. Dr- that's what Draymond Green. About. Draymond Jones. Draymond. Draymond. Not Draymond Green. Draymond Payne. Dray- hey, I don't know. One of those guys. Uh, as a you know, potential fit. There's other defensive tackles out there as well. So I think there are some, some pivots. And even if we end up with Justin Jones uh, coming back as the, as, as the main three alongside some other upgrades, either at the other defensive tackle or defensive ends, I think they'll still be fine. Obviously Payne would have been, good he put up career numbers last year which who knows if that's just him excelling as uh you know an improved player or if it's he wants to get paid and it's a it's i don't know well we've seen uh former nfl scouts go out and say that he only played so well because it was a contract year so maybe it's a good thing that that the washington commanders are franchise tagging him and but that's only the first step for the commanders they now have to decide if they're going to extend him for a long-term deal if deron Payne is going to sign the franchise tag just because they have said and announced that they're going to uh put him on the franchise tag doesn't inherently at the moment mean that that's what how it's going to end up uh for the commanders but what it does mean it kind of puts them in limbo. Are they going to pay $90 million for their two interior defensive linemen uh, with, with the Alabama guys, uh, 
the Jared, Jonathan Allen, excuse me, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, or are they going to be willing to part with Montez Sweat or with Chase Young, who really didn't play at all last year? And if that is the case, uh, can the Bears scoop up maybe maybe a Chase a Chase Young? I don't know. I don't know if it's worth that risk. I mean, Chase Young in his uh, when he's full throttle is a hell of a player, but uh, but but I, I'm kind of concerned about his status after not playing a whole lot last year at all. Um, so so it's interesting. I, I think it means more for us having. I, I think it's more important now for the Bears to scoop up a a, a solid defensive tackle in the draft, whether it be uh, Jalen Carter or or somebody you know in the top in that second round pick. I think uh, you can't bring back Justin Jones. I'm sorry, Chris. The way the defensive line looked last year, it was just getting pushed around. And I'd like to see all, all new fresh faces up there. It sucks that Payne did get franchise tagged, but Chris, like Chris mentioned, we kind of all knew that that was going to be their their number one option. I had Commanders fans saying, "There's no way you're getting Deron Payne," so we'll see what happens. We're definitely going to have to pivot, but I think it makes me more in the camp of let's make sure we get Jalen Carter at four uh, in this upcoming draft. Well, you bring up a good point. Joe, in that the defensive line was getting pushed around uh, last season, other than Justin Jones, because he was, you know, he was probably the the bright spot on that line. But the Bears did release everybody's favorite fall guy, uh, Al Kadim Muhammad, because he was terrible last year. <laughs> there was no reason for that guy to be signed. I've never seen a worse addition in free agency, especially coming from, you know, the coach's former team. Uh, I was unimpressed every single time I watched that guy line up, you know, put his hand in the dirt and literally do nothing. Either get washed out, couldn't hold the edge, couldn't rush the passer. Might might have fallen into a couple of sacks this year, but in all honesty, that guy was terrible. What are you guys' thoughts on on Muhammad? Yeah, so this this is what's crazy. I mean, I agree with you. He was absolutely horrible. But uh, as we've said, this this Bears defensive line is devoid of talent everywhere, and they were not good last year at all. So the fact that they are releasing, you know, a guy who had success under Iberflus previously is is very telling on where they're at, how much money they have, and just how bad Muhammad was last year. Um, to your point about Justin Jones, I you know he he probably was the Bears' best defensive lineman last year. Um, I'm with Chris. I, I want him, I want him back. I think he's, would be a solid rotational piece. I definitely don't think he should be, you know, playing every snap, you know, they could definitely add another bigger name free agent, but I like Justin Jones in a rotation. I'd be and fine I with that. I don't want to be, to be the lead guy. Right. No, I, I get you. I'm on board with that, but having him in a rotation, I, I think is fine. And as we saw in the Super Bowl, having these deep defensive and offensive lines is just massive. Um, a point that I wanted to talk about uh, going into free agency is, you know, how far does Ryan Poles think the Bears are away? I mean, if we just look at the two guys Chris brought up, you know, Javon Hargrave was coming off a career year, career high in sacks. I think he had 11 and a half and, you know, a ton of pressures and he's an elite run stopper, but he's approaching 30, um, you know, versus a guy like Draymond Jones, who maybe isn't as good against the run, but he's entering his prime. You know, he's had five or six sacks every year in the league and he's only going to be 26. Mm. How far away does Ryan Poles think the bears are like maybe in my opinion, Hargrave is better than Draymond Jones right now, but 
maybe he doesn't even look at Hargrave just because of the age factor and and how far away he thinks the Bears are. So I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how the Bears go into this free agency um, and how they are kind of scoring guys who are, you know, maybe a little bit older. Yeah, and I, I agree, Luke, in the age factor when you're talking about Jones versus Hargrave. And I think Poles has either mentioned – I don't know if he talked about it today or recently has talked about he likes guys going into their second contract. Uh, that's clearly mm-hmm. not Hargrave, uh, but, you know, they do have you know, what polls called flexibility in free agency. They have buckets of talent. So whether or not Hargrave fits into the top bucket of talent, but the bottom bucket of, of age and, and mm, length of use or, or, how many years of service you're going to get out of them, you know, that's that's yet to be determined. So it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize this money that they have because we obviously know they have a cap floor of, what, 120 or something like that. Yeah. Haven't seen any extensions yet. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to find out. And he also polls discussed uh, a little bit today about, finding the the right defensive lineman and looking for the guys that you know fit that hits principle or hits philosophy so i don't know if jones or hargraves you know which one of those two kind of fits that mold to your first question luke am i nuts to think that that this team should compete for a playoff spot that next year if the assets are allocated correctly not 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 super bowl winners or anything but compete for a playoff spot i don't think you're crazy i mean i think that definitely should be the goal but so you say so with that in mind you uh, you say how far away are we Aren't we too? Wouldn't you say you're uh, next year you're competing for a playoff spot? The following year, so what? Twenty three, you're competing for a playoff spot, and twenty four, hey, we got some real expectations. I would agree. I just think that age in the NFL hits you fast. You know, once oh, you're yeah. kind of over that thirty hump, it's like it gets kind of sketchy. I mean, look what happened with Akeem Hicks. I mean, <laughs> Akeem Hicks just. Prince of Mukamura I mean, did the same thing too. They just deteriorated. I mean that going back to that free agency Kyle where the Bears Ford. had that that where the where the Bears had that run, man. I mean, all them guys, like within that one year, I felt like they aged like an eternity. Like Kyle after Long that playoff run. Apart. After that playoff run, am I wrong? Like all those guys no. just completely fell apart. And that's Trevathan fell apart. That's what I mean. So like yeah, you would want them to compete for a playoff spot next year, but how far away are they from a Super Bowl? I mean, we're probably talking two, two to three years from that, probably. Sure. And then in that aspect of it, if you're bringing in a guy who's 26, you know, he's 29 at that point versus 34, 35 years old. So a lot of things the way I just think it's interesting. I mean, I think we did see Ryan Pace sign a lot of those dudes who – were toward the end of their prime and kind of just fell apart shortly after. So I'm not saying what Paul should or shouldn't do. I'm just saying I'm, I'm interested to see how he approaches this. Like maybe a guy like Hargrave isn't even on his radar, even after missing on pain. So we will see, but then to your point, Joe, maybe he says, Oh wow, we can get a Javon Hargrave and then draft Jalen Carter to be his predecessor right after. So 
that's an option as well. I mean, the, the options are pretty much endless with the Bears draft capital and money to spend. What do you think about the what do you think about the the possibility of getting Chase Young if the if the commanders just say, you know, we got too much money tied up in this front? Meh. Meh. Okay. I'm not I mean, I'm 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 concerned at this point. I mean, he's coming off an injury. His first year wasn't phenomenal, so I I mean, what how how are we acquiring said Chase Young? Are we you know, if they don't if they don't pick up his fifth year option, which they could and still control him for essentially two more years at a at a fairly reasonable price, then I mean I'm we're we're talking too far away from me to even say whether or not I would want Chase Young. I mean he's at what number two pick overall look great in college, but so did Javon Clowney and he's bounced around to like six teams. But Stephen Clowney's had a good career, even though he's been on six teams. I mean he's been a solid player pretty much everywhere he's gone. He's like the defensive Brandon Cooks. Like, <laughs> why does this guy keep getting traded? He's just good. I don't get it. But here we are. Because uh, you, you want to know the truth? He's got a bad attitude. He's lazy. Mm. Man. Can you imagine if he wasn't? I, For me personally, I mean... He once told is... Steve Spurrier he wasn't going to run sprints at, at practice. He said, I ain't I doing feel, that. I feel like I, I vaguely remember that. But... um. I mean, he really did. I mean, that that bowl game hit really skyrocketed his draft stock. And I, I think the big thing about Clowney, not not we're going off on a tangent here, is that I don't think he's ever been as good of a pass rusher as people think he. Like, he's a very good overall football player. Sure, he's not really a pass rusher, which is mm. to be in that elite edge DN category. You've got to be able to run. He's not that guy, and he never will be. I mean, he had that hit in the bowl game, but he's just overall a good player. So living up to that number one draft stock is is a lot. But to your point, Joe, talking about Chase Young, I mean, in the Ryan Pulse presser today, he mentions he threw out a bombshell, not really a bombshell, but he said trading before the free agency period is something that the Bears are going to consider in, in one of their many scenarios. He talked about many scenarios of them trading that pick uh, is there a team that has a player that you think would possibly trade for the number one pick that would also give us said player in a package that you guys would want? Think maybe Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, do you think that's even a remote possibility that the Titans would do something like that to get their quarterback? Or do you think that is just pure Bears Twitter? Nah, dude. Riffraff? What about what about Malik, Brian? Malik what about Brian Burns, dude? Brian Burns from Carolina. I don't think he's going to – they wouldn't move him at the deadline last year when they were right. – let L- yeah, I think or, I think Carolina's actually close, and I think with a quarterback they could potentially compete for that bad division. Yeah. I mean, the Titans are in a bad division as well, but I think their roster is, is in a little bit of a different area where a Jeffrey Simmons might be realistic. But, I mean, what do you, what, what do you guys think about that, Chris and Joe? I, I think Carol. I think you're you're dead on, Luke. Uh, I think I think Carolina could go all in. You know, yeah. Uh, you know their fan base doesn't think so, but he, he, I don't know. I mean, who's there? Uh, I, mean, I was just reading that did today their owner wants to to David push. Tepper. Yeah, Tepper wants to push, and he's. Right. Uh, 
you know, one to, to, to find that quarterback. But uh, I mean, we've talked about a player already that I think would fit in uh, with, with the Colts trade. And that's what Kenny Moore. Yeah. Kenny Moore. I think oh, that's can, a, I mean, a major possibility. And then you have, I mean, and Kenny Moore represents, what did we say? Like a fourth, I said like a fourth round value. I don't know what he really represents. He's, he's, I feel like what inconsistent I think is probably a decent word. He's missed time. So, I mean, that's just one. I mean, I, I, what if the Texans are like, Hey, we'll throw Laramie Tunsil in. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting one. I think Brett Coleman mentioned that in one of his bears rebuild videos that, you know, Tunsil is going to be due for an extension soon. And I mean, I don't know why the Texans would get rid of him, but. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely interesting to sweeten the pot to get that number one pick. I mean the the possibilities are endless, but I think if we look back on some of the major NFL draft trades, they all happen around free agency or shortly after free agency. You know, before the end of March. So I don't think it's too far fetched, even if the Bears don't acquire a player, perhaps to say a deal gets done by the end of next month or this month because tomorrow's march 1st what do you guys think do you guys think the bears will get rid of this pick before april or do you think they'll get rid of it closer to the draft in april i think it's going to be before april i think that i think they're they're been already well on their way to to finding a trade partner and finding what the right compensation will be sure i think that sure sounds like it with the way uh they're pumping up Schefter and, (laughs) and rap and all them guys so I think the business is probably booming over there, and they're going to have it settled uh, before draft month. And you know we can move and t- we can talk about them trading down to two with the Texans if they if they lock in a deal with the Texans. I think that you you could see the Bears hold that number two pick until right until draft night, and then boom, move again. Uh, on draft night. I, I think that's what Ryan Poles really wants to do is move twice if he can, but still stay high uh, uh, up in the top 10 up in the top, top six or so um so so that's kind of my prediction so what i think is you know re- regarding the pre-draft talk is this week is going to be crucial for yes. the quarterbacks involved you know bryce young uh cj stroud but especially will levis and Anthony Richardson, who's already gaining a ton of momentum for apparently no good reason. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, it's because he's Cam Newton, bro. Yeah. So now people are already, they're pre underwear workouting this guy. He's like, <laughs> oh, you know, with the, the, the NFL going in the Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, uh, Lamar Jackson way of quarterback. Anthony Richardson runs a four, four. He's humongous. He's shredded. He's got like 2% body fat. He, you know, can bench, uh, he can bench a bajillion pounds and he can throw the ball as far as Demarcus Russell on his knees. So, you know, Hey, awesome. Move up to one and you get your guy. So I think, you know, the, the talk has been about not, having a clear cut number one that's that's that doesn't necessarily muddy the waters to me to me that just creates more confusion 
and more smoke around what can happen. So, you know, polls at the presser today talked about doing their due diligence, looking at the quarterbacks involved. I'd be interested to see if they talk to all these guys and then start even more smoke. Oh man. Have you met with Will Levis? That guy is smart with a good offensive line around him. He could really light it up, you know, and then they can manipulate potentially get Houston to move up to one and not, maybe not get the, you know, super hall or whatever, but now you have three more quarterbacks that, teams are foaming at the mouth for potentially and just as much of an opportunity to drop back to seven, nine, whatever, still have an opportunity at at a good defender. Or if you really want to get froggy and leap at JSN because people are hyping him up already, uh, then, then fine. Like just cause Justin Fields said he wants a former Ohio state player who freaking cares? He could have said he wanted Paris Johnson and everybody like, take that guy number one. Take him number one. So it's a done deal. You know, but I it's that that was that was ridiculous. Uh sure Justin would love to have JSN in the locker room, but uh yeah, he hasn't played for a year. And then he wasn't he injured the year before that. So yeah, we're we're not I'm not jumping at that. Uh so I think it's gonna be an interesting week for the for the quarterbacks. Well, Chris, you actually bring up a good point. Like the Bears, you know, Paul said he's going to meet with these quarterbacks. We'll actually see what happens. But to your point, I mean, could they basically be meeting with these guys to either pump up their draft value or to potentially ask these guys what other teams are talking to them about to like maybe gauge interest in them? So I don't know if that's really a game that NFL teams play. I feel like you could play a little reverse psychology there to see you know, who's interested in these guys and what possibilities are, are possible. Mm. But uh, you are absolutely right that this is going to be a fascinating week. I think the quarterbacks go on Saturday, so we won't see from them. And uh, Bryce Young is not going to be throwing, which is interesting uh, to see how much he can gain or lose. I think his draft stock will either be made or lost, just depending on strictly his way in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mel yeah. Kuyper said he weighs in at 195 pounds or above be cemented as the quarterback one but if he comes up in a little bit short maybe his cleats aren't you know too tall or or whatever if he wait if he comes in at 5 10 189 pounds we'll see but the uh i i uh, like you say chris the the quarterbacks have uh i mean it's it's going to be fascinating to see what what the kind of draft uh stock rises and and falls hits uh, you bring up you hit that's funny uh you bring up a good point lucas with with the quarterbacks and the interviews if if i'm polls i want to be more or less the last team that interviews these guys mm-hmm. uh and and kind of see who they've gone through already like oh yeah indianapolis was was talking to you a lot and i saw you interviewed with them uh you know i don't know man that's a that could be a, a great spot for you and then just let it run, you know, just ask them those open-ended questions and just let these guys talk themselves into giving you more information than, you know, than they probably really should, but that's okay. Interesting reverse psychology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Joe's laughing. Joe, do you think that's not a thing that happens? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I mean, as, um, as a GM, I would, I would definitely take advantage of a, of a teenage kid who might be speaking too much to get his chance in the league. 
Well, okay, put yourself in Young or Levis or Richardson. Well, what what do they what do they have to gain or what do they have to lose by being forthright and saying, "Oh, the Panthers are really interested in me. Oh, the Colts are really interested in me." Um, we can make that happen for you at number one, Will. That's what that's what he has right. to gain by it. Okay, cool. You so you know you where do you, you want to play? Be the number one pick, Will Levis. Tell us which team is most interested in you, and we can work with that team to make it happen for you and like mm. pump it up as you're doing him a favor. Just like we saw the Blackhawks do for Patrick Kane and basically give him away to the Rangers because that's where he wanted to go. We could see the same kind of psychology used to, you know, tell I mean, it, trick yeah. a kid into telling him he's going to go to the plus, Texas plus or like, whatever. And then look, yeah. look at a guy like Caleb Williams already. I mean, he's already spouting all four or five teams that he, he wants to play for next year. <laughs> oh, I would love to play for that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, these guys are like, who knows, man, you could definitely get them to give you some info. They probably shouldn't be getting out of them. I think. Caleb Williams, I'm, man, he's going to be the best player I don't like for the long time. I don't know why I just got to. Is it the painted fingernails or I the, just uh, don't care fingernails? I just don't care for him. I mean, I think he does some shit that makes me want to fucking punch air. Like he, but I don't think it's going to work. Like in the, his shit's not going to work in the NFL. That's that's all I'm saying. We'll but see. I'll probably Joe, be wrong. Joe, you're skeptical, so you don't you don't think that uh, Chris oh, is wrong for something, or I, I, I'm curious. I, I'm just spitting balling. No, I think I think that that will absolutely happen. I think that you're definitely asking how your meetings with other teams went. That I definitely think so. Uh, but but I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what kind of advantage it is. Like, okay, of course, we know that the Colts are interested in, let's just hypothetically, T.J. Stroud. And, oh, you want to go number one? Well, they all want to go number one. They all want to go number one. Uh, and they all want to go where they want to go, but we don't care. Like, we don't care about that. That's 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 irrelevant. We want the, well, the best deal. Um, yeah, but you can use that as leverage for right. sure. Right. That's exactly right. Exactly. Oh, so, hey, oh, hey, Carolina's hey, super interested in me. Right. Now you have leverage to go back to Carolina and be like, hey, board around the campfire is you might be really interested in CJ Stroud. But the Colts want him too. Okay. All right. Or some, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. 40 chess. We love it. We love it. Well, we'll see. I mean, I de- you, you know that all kinds of scheming are, is, has already started in Indianapolis uh, with, with everybody arriving. So, um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting week, and I think you nailed it, Chris, with the with the quarterbacks. No reason to kind of re- rehash on that. I I, I think uh, it would be great for the Bears if Anthony Richardson had a great had a great combine. It'd be great for the Bears if Bryce Young weighed in at uh, at one ninety at five eleven one ninety five. He's not going to, but but it would be it'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Um, the, we we have to hope for all these quarterbacks to really blow it out of the water, and it, I think if that happens, you really can start to see some of these teams get really hungry. I, I saw something earlier where a player had added like eleven pounds of muscle since the off. Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers, yeah. So like maybe Bryce added eleven pounds of muscle, Oof, you know, or, or cheeseburgers. Awesome. I don't care. Great. 
13 pounds of muscle there's no freaking way in not four in, weeks they said not in four weeks no <laughs> like I, you can't man it's hard to lose that much like weight in that amount of period i mean it's not possible unless he's unless whatever he's, like he's gonna be tested anyway even then, I don't even know if it'd be possible. He's all like NFL's immediately like, "Uh, sir, we're gonna need to see you over here, sir." Uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. What else? I mean, are there any guys you guys are are looking forward to seeing at the combine? Well, I am looking forward seeing... to seeing JSN. I'm sorry, Chris. I am looking forward to seeing JSN, and I I am kind of opposite in you on your take. I think that I think that if he's at, there at the right spot, you you take him. What's the right spot is the question. And I'm not disagreeing with you. And I'm the not right saying spot I'm not is... looking forward to seeing him. I'm just saying, like, there's there's people out there talking about taking him at number one. No. Stupid. Okay, then. <laughs> stupid. Stupid. Those people are fools. Um, the right spot for JSN right now in my heart of hearts, my first thought was 15 to past 15. Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking 15 is probably the the highest I would take him. Sure. And if you can get him past 15 at 16, 17, 18, 19, you know. Right. Um, but at that point, you've traded down at least twice. You great. Know, you're probably right. not well, trading all the way down to 16 or whatever with the let's commanders just, or let's, whatever. Let's use your Carolina example, for example. And let's say the Bears trade down to nine. And you have your choice of any wide receiver on the board or – uh. I don't know. Pick your poison. You could say Peter Skronsky or any wide receiver of your choosing are on the board. Would you take JSN there? Or would you yes. take another receiver over him? Yeah. I'd, man, I'd t- man, see, that's hard. the problem. Is yeah, I'd it, be it, taking... It'd be hard to take him at nine for me. Uh, What's the difference between nine and 15? What's the difference between nine and 15 if that's the guy you're on the list? That's not hard. That's not hard. If he becomes wide receiver one, if he becomes what everybody says he's going to be, take him. Take him at nine. Take him. Well, I'm saying you can have your choice of any wide receiver, Chris. So QJ, you could have Jordan Addison, you could have JSN, you can have any receiver you want, or or Peter Skaronsky or Miles Murphy. You can have any any of those guys. I, I would rather... I would probably like I wouldn't take Skaronsky because I don't think he's a tackle and I think nine's absurd for a guard. Can we uh, take Michael just, Mayer? That's my own personal take. Um yeah, can we take Michael Meyer? I'll take him. No, uh I think I would almost rather take one of the tackles, like like Paris, Paris Johnson, Johnson or uh or Broderick Jones rather than even if they sign a Mike McGlinchey. Or someone like that in free agency. Well, would you still take a tackle? I mean, we're just talking about a bunch of what ifs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. No. All right, let's let's go. Do you want to just eliminate all possibilities until I fit your narrative? I'm just throwing out scenarios. I know you're me, you're like eliminating scenarios to where I'm forced into taking. Well, no, JSN I'm just saying. Nine. Like, like I think my argument is that if you're putting a, a cap on where you would draft him. Like to me, I don't think there's a huge difference in drafting him at nine or 15. Like if you're going to so take him at 15, I think that's totally medi- fine. Yeah. If his medicals show out and he's fine and everything looks good on the numbers and everything like that, I guess you consider it, but I still don't think, I still think it's too high. I mean, there's, right. there were people saying like, like, uh, like Joe was saying last week, 
or whatever, like he still had questions to answer coming into this year and he didn't answer those questions because he didn't play. So I don't know. Makes me a little concerned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I, uh, it's going to be, like we said, we got to wait for free agency before we can even go through half of this mess just because the, hopefully the Bears are in a spot where they can just take whoever's rated highest on their board at whatever position they're picking as opposed to trying to fill, you know, needs. But what if uh, they, uh, what if they took that corner from wherever? That like number Illinois. one corner? I don't know. There's like, this, this corner class is weird, man. There's like, four or five different corners I've seen as cornerback one in this class. Just really pick your poison. There's Gonzalez from Oregon. There's That's the one. Witherspoon from Illinois. There's Keely Ringo from Georgia. Man, I've seen Keely Ringo, Ringo go as low as like 20. Bleep that I've guy. seen Yeah. He, uh... He had he, QJ locked up in the national championship. He, he's, a, he's a bastard. I think he's a little bit overrated. We should just uh, wait on corner for next year for a young man named Kool-Aid McKinstry. Is this another Will Anderson Bama shenanigans where you're going to tell us he's the Jesus and then halfway through next year, you're going to be like, yeah, he's okay. I mean, his his name is Kool-Aid. So why would we take him? I, I haven't backed off Will that hard. You were, you were high on him, dude. You were, it's not, like it's not like I'm you don't still, like him still. I'm still but high like, on him. But you're not like... I'm still high on him. My, my thing is, here, here's the deal. I have conf- I, I, I Look. You're worried Bear about fans. Bears fans. Yes! But, but, but Joe, I think yes, at this point there's... last year... Listen, man, I think at this point last year, you would have said, the Bears are dumb if they trade back and don't take Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's how good that's you were it. saying he was. And that's I'm not trying to bust your balls, but I yeah, do think no, that's no. that's about the amount of hype you were giving him that he is like, you cannot pass this guy up. You have to take him if you have a chance. But now... Yeah, the same thing you were saying about... Uh, oh, my God. The Steelers running back. Najee Harris. Najee. Najee. You were saying Najee Harris is the best running back on the face of the planet since he's been a senior in high school. He is. You were saying the same thing about Will Anderson, if not more so. What would the Steelers have been last year without Najee Harris? But that's not the point. What would the Steelers have been two years ago without Najee? He's a mother. Probably would have had the same record. Oh, Oh, sure. I missed missed all of their playoff wins that Najee brought them. Hey, you know what? Running back is a devalued position for a reason. So either way, I'm just saying your your comps for Will Anderson were, were through the roof. He is. I think he's still a very special player. I do. Mm -hmm. I'm just. I'm just Mm -hmm. nervous because our fans. If he doesn't get a sack every game, it's going to be. He sucks. That's a. That's a silly reason to not like somebody. Uh, I. I I do like him. It's just kind of like I know what him. I know what I'm. Put your. Put your. Put your money where your mouth is. Forget these fans. I did. You know, I said, say it with your chest. Did I not? Say, was I off the air or on the air when I said if the Bears draft Will Anderson, I would dra- I will buy three Will Anderson jerseys, one for each of us. But that's like a somewhat irrelevant. That's but, right, Chris. Yeah, you that's you better you better stop poking Joe, man. He owes us jersey. So I don't, 
I mean, I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I like the guy. I think he's special. Uh, We're just busting your chops, Joe. For We're real. just busting your chops. <laughs> it's, he's he's, he's going to be a good player. But I will say, if the Bears draft Will Anderson, if, if they draft Will Anderson, I I mean, you're not wrong. I will be expecting him to have seven to eight sacks next year as a rookie. Like, and he's going. And I think that's help. a fair expectation as a top five pick as an edge rusher. Yeah, you're right. You're right. To have seven, eight sacks. And I, I don't. Or, or if he has like an insane amount of hurries or something like that, like he's getting there and maybe the sacks don't go. Whatever. But the expectations will be there for him to have that. You know, a decent, close to an Aiden Hutchinson type season. I would say is what the expectation should should be for a guy of his caliber. I, and I don't think that's out of balance. I just think that the Bears, yeah, see, if, Joe, if you're going to make that right move, you need to make sure that you get another defensive lineman or another edge, but something to somebody. So the offensive line doesn't all get shifted down towards them. See, what Joe, you, didn't, Joe didn't like uh, Aiden Hutchinson. He thought his sister was a better prospect. His sister is a great prospect. <laughs> Hall of Fame prospect. Hall of Fame potential. <laughs> Well, the uh, the other thing we took from the press conference today is that Eberflus and Poles like length out of their linemen. Uh, Joe, do you think Will Anderson possesses the length they like? Yeah, his, uh, his hands come down to his kneecaps. You know, he's got length. Let's see. He's so. Do you think his? Do you think he'll measure well at the combine? I guess yes, I do. I do. I do. All right. Do you think he'll measure well? Do you think he'll run? Is he going to run at the combine? I would be. I'll be surprised. I bet you. I'll bet you a lot of the Bama guys, especially the top end, will save their stuff for the pro day. I mean, you'll get Bama sending thirteen prospects, and like the bottom seven, they'll probably all participate. But the top six will probably all save their stuff for uh, for pro for pro day. Six what kind four, of two what kind of forty time do you think this man runs? Four six. Four one nine. Now come on. What what do you think he no. I think he um four six, four six four. Yeah, I, I four, think six. it is gonna be important to see how much he weighs, to be honest with you. For because because I think for a four three D end, you know, you would want to see him maybe over two hundred and fifty pounds at least. You know, you don't want to see him in the low two forties or whatever. Uh so I, I think how he measures will definitely be important for how high he goes. Um, you know, the guy I've been talking about of Worrying the Bears drafting over Will Anderson is Tyree Wilson, who I think is just an insane athlete, an insane human being. His measurables are going to be off the chart. So it's hopefully, I just hope Will Anderson hits, you know, some decent benchmarks at the combine so they can ease some of those concerns compared to a guy like that. Or even a Miles Murphy. I think Miles Murphy is going to, I think Miles Murphy is going to blow the combine out of the water. I think he's going to have one of the, best combines we've ever seen to be honest with you that guy's insane but i don't like him as a football player tyree wilson recovering from fractured foot will skip most drills at the combine yeah we'll see how he measures though but uh yeah that's the the foot injury is never a good one didn't the bear didn't uh pernell mcphee have a foot injury yeah was that what it was was it a foot or an ankle or something? i thought it was a knee a knee. Yeah, he had some kind of weird nagging injury that he never got right from. Yeah, it's not good for a, a prospect coming out to have an injury like that. No. I know Jalen Carter's not going to be working out mm. the combine. 
Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, any other offensive linemen we think could make could make jumps? I know Poles talked about offensive line being in the draft. You mean Chris? Yeah, in the draft. Yeah, this offensive client, uh, offensive line class is, I guess, a little bit. I don't think it's too top heavy. Like I don't. I think Skaronsky's the top rated dude, but like you said, Chris, if he's not. If he's not going to play tackle in the NFL, I mean, I would not take him that high. But I, I do think with Skaronsky, at least, even though he'll probably have, you know, shorter arms or whatever, I do feel like he's a very safe pick. Like, sure. I feel like if you added him to your team, he would be like, he has a very solid floor. I mean, is he, is he, is he Quentin Nelson? No, I don't think he's Quentin Nelson. Well, then, sorry. I mean, Brugler has him top five. Yeah. Um, I wonder how the NFL.com rates him. I, I do love the NFL. Do you ever read the NFL.com uh, scouting reports with, like, the breakdowns of the players and, like, what kind of grade they give them? I yeah, don't, pretty don't they usually do a comp, too? Uh, yeah, they do. I'm interested to see who his is. They had Will Anderson and Jalen Carter both over, rated over seven, which is – Pro Bowl potential, which is generally you don't see that. I mean, over a seven is really solid. So yeah, yeah. Usually, Jalen Carter was their highest rated on there. Seven point one one. Peter Skronsky. He's a six point seven three. They have him projected as a year one starter. They have him comp to Zach Martin. That's that's actually a good comp, I think. Okay. Uh. Yeah, so, I mean, polls at the presser today talked about offensive line was always a prior, is always a priority. Um, you know, they said they'll be open-minded about the, the spots that are out there, especially because he has been pretty high on Braxton Jones. But, you know, like, let's say Laramie Tunsil becomes available somehow. I mean, is he a better option there at left tackle? So that's that's where... That's what we're that's what we're dealing with here. So I'm wondering, like Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones. I know there were some Senior Bowl candidates that that made some big noise. I don't know if they're going to jump to top ten, but I don't know, maybe top fifteen or at least first round. Sure, so they talk about length. I mean, Dewan Jones, that dude is like insane. Dewan Jones is going to measure out of this world at the combine. So maybe that's a guy they would target if they traded back. I, I see. I think if the bears traded back further in the first round, uh, I think that's kind of like a prime spot for offensive line to your point, Chris, like a lot of those senior bowl dudes like Darnell, Wright, uh, Dewan Jones. I think all them guys probably go mid first round to be honest with you. And, and yeah. probably add adding a tackle in the first round is definitely probably more of a priority than a guard, obviously. Right. No. Oh, yeah. I would think so to me. I mean, guards are always, Guards are, I feel like a super guard, like a, like a Quentin Nelson is a, is a nice to have, you know, that's a, Hey, we're there, but if we get this guy, our run game is going to be ridiculous. We have four other amazing offensive linemen, but yeah, not dime a dozen necessarily, but like definitely third round or later type position for me as far as importance. Yeah. The Quentin Nelson right up there with safety. uh, I agree with that. (laughs) 
the Quinn Nelson's definitely the uh, you know the often thrown around too much generational type prospect that you would take there, but I don't think Skaronsky is quite that good. So, but uh, yeah, depending on where the Bears trade, O line would be a, a solid get in the middle of the first round. I mean, I think it'd be another. I think it'd be a, a position to look at in the second too. I mean, if they, mm-hmm. especially if they say they drop to, to drop one spot with Houston and end up with 30, what, 33 or whatever it is, uh, that could be a spot they look at, you know, one of the senior bowl tackles or uh, if they fall because, you know, senior bowl is great and all, but it'll make people go back and look at tape, but it's not necessarily going to launch guys into the next stratosphere. They could, but. Um, now, Joe, I'm going to. I'm going to come right back to you with this question I have because so looking at this free agency class, this wide receiver class isn't great. I mean, the top guy is Jacoby Myers. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think the bears, you know, let's say they trade back and get a second, second round pick. So they have three picks in the first two rounds this year. Do you think they have to feel forced to draft a wide receiver on day one or two this year? Or do you think, you know, still let the board fall to you and, and go from there? Well, my natural answer is always to let the board fall for fall, uh, fall to you, no matter what, and to be disciplined that way. But goodness gracious, yeah, with the free agency class being so poor, and you know the draft class isn't that great. I mean, it's good, but it's, it's got some players. But uh, there's there's some players up at the top, and you're gonna have to make a move for them if that's what you're gonna want. I. Yeah, Luke, I'm with you. I think that you are going to have to get Justin Fields, a guy, with those first first couple of picks. And, and whether it is what is it, Quentin Johnson, whether it is Jackson Smith and Jigbo or or Jordan Addison, they Flowers, they Flowers, like any of those guys. I, I think that yeah, I do. I think it's a priority to come away with come away with a defender, uh, a defender, a pass catcher, and probably a pass uh, pass protector in the first three picks. Yeah, it would be ideal. What do you think, Chris? I think Joe kind of makes a good point about the wide receiver class not being great. And, hey, maybe even 57 is an opportunity to add a a Zay Flowers or a, uh, what's the kid, Josh Downs. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember what is – is Flowers from BC or is that – Yeah, Flowers is from BC. Yeah, okay. Uh, You know, or – I mean, maybe one of these guys falls to the second round and you can move up like like Jackson Smith and Jigba or uh, Jordan Addison. I, I don't see it happening, but, you know, the fact that there's not a top, probably not a top 10 receiver in this class pushes everybody down a peg. Right. So to me, that makes more guys available in the second round and you can let the board fall to you a little bit more than and not force anything now. But I'm saying, do you I think mean, they, you they should feel like they have to do it in the first yeah. two days? Like, do you think Chris, they, they have to come away with a receiver on the first two days or else it's a, or else it's a fail. Or do you think they could, we're assuming not, we're assuming nothing happens in free agency or oh, trade. Just assume they're going to sign a mid-level guy. Like it, I mean, I, I, think you're out of, I think you're out of spots at that point. I mean, because I think, yeah. I mean, I think what two are definitely locked up. Probably three with with Velas Jones, 
And didn't they resign? They ESB. They re- did, yeah, and they have ESB. So now you're, you have I mean, yeah, you, you two spots. I, I mean, I don't know. I think, like, Eberflus made a point to say that playmaking wide receivers are important in how much they contributed in the playoffs. So I think they will be leaning that way. But to me, Poles doesn't feel like, look what he did last year. We've seen wait, every, wait you know, in, we, yeah, we've seen him last year where we were like, okay, go get this free agent offensive lineman. You know, you're going to get Justin Kill. Go get this free agent wide receiver. You know, Justin doesn't have anybody to throw to. And that's not what happened. So, I mean, this year is going to be completely different because of the assets available. But, yeah, I don't, I don't like feeling like they, sh- like they have to. So, I mean, I think the fan base is going to feel that way, but I don't think they will, no. I got you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm slightly worried about the wide receiver room for sure. Because just because, like you said, I don't, I mean, I agree with Eberflus when he said, you know, the playmaking wide receivers, every team has them. And, uh, you know, Mooney and Claypool are nice receivers, but they are, I don't know. I think the Bears definitely have to try and take a swing maybe in round two and, and try and get, it doesn't necessarily have to be round one, but I think at least in round two, they have to take a big swing at getting a potential so, wide receiver. So who are your highest ceiling wide receivers here? Because we're talking playmaking wide receivers. You know, if they're yeah. already at that stage in their career, they're top 10, probably. And most of the wide receivers, most of the, you know, uh, scout gurus out there aren't listing these wide receivers as top 15 in the draft players. So is there a guy that's even that elite out there for you? Uh, yeah, I see this class is weird. I don't know if I would call it a bad class. I agree. It's not top heavy. Like there's not that number one guy. It's kind of like pick your poison. But I mean, if you're going with pure ceiling, you know, I personally don't love this guy, but I mean, Quentin Johnson's a great example of just enormous ceiling. If you're going to take that risk, like he's definitely not the consensus wide receiver one, but he has that potential to just be amazing or personally my favorite i think who has a crazy ceiling would be uh you know a guy like zay flowers who's undersized but just i mean he's he's been incredible at boston college with you know basically no help um and obviously all the bear fans will say jsn who i also like but i don't know it's interesting i, I definitely think they need to i think they need to try and come away with a you know, a home run hitter in, in round two. But we'll see. I wouldn't be against it. I just don't want them to feel – I just don't right. think they'll feel pressured to do so. Like, I think if mm. somebody falls that they like a lot, you know, if you're up against the – the, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, we're assuming they have a, a higher second-round pick. If they don't even have a higher second-round pick, if they end up just blowing their load on Will Anderson at number one, then – you know, then we're talking about right. 57 Moot point. <laughs> and then, and then like you're up against offensive line or wide receiver. And we're almost in the same conversation we were in last year. Right. And then they're going to take a cornerback at 57 and we're going to be like, well, at least we have some material for the podcast and we can say Brian Poles is stupid, but that's not going to happen. 
because we're going to get all the picks and all the free agents and all the love. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. So. Only the good players on the Bears this year. Did you guys? <laughs> did you guys see what Mike McDan Mike McDaniel said when he was asked what what traits he looks for in a player at the combine? No, no. He said he said the best traits. <laughs> that was that was his answer. <laughs> that guy's a that guy's a piece of work, man. He's a dude. He's so Absolutely. he's probably stoned out of his mind most of the time. That's the problem. He's hilarious. I feel like funny. I, would, I would love playing for that dude. They were Probably. Hogan Johns has been trying to has been talking about trying to have him on just because because uh, he's so interesting. Yeah, because he's just an interesting guy. So that would be a, a fun conversation. The Bears made a coaching hire. Yeah, they hired an, oh, assistant an assistant offensive line offensive coach. line coach, which is weird because this guy was an assistant coach on the Titans, and now he's taking an assistant offensive line role. What's interesting is, uh, did you hear what Eberflus said about the offensive line room and Chris Morgan? Yeah, he said it was great. He said the camaraderie in there was great, like a nice tight knit group. They all like playing with each other, right? Yeah, and he said Chris Whoa. Morgan was phenomenal. Yeah, I, I do think Morgan did a good job for what he was given with. I mean, I thought our run game was pretty solid this year. Obviously, the pass game needed work, but I. I have no complaints about Morgan, but as far as I know, this guy we added from the Titans was a pretty solid coach. He was their tight ends coach when they had uh, when Johnny Smith was having his best years there. Well, the Titans really, have been a, a physical team over the last couple of years. I really feel that means nothing, tight end coach. Like so, uh, <laughs> so it, so a talented player had a good year. Whoop de doo, good job, buddy. You were there for that. Well, normally I normally. With coaching hires, I just judge it off how the other team feels about losing that guy. And it seemed like Titans fans were fairly upset, so I'll take that as a positive. I you can I don't know who our tight ends coach is, so well, I'm surprised you, they're upset. Now you know who our assistant offensive line coach is. No, you don't, because you haven't told me his name yet. I can't even remember his name. Luke Luke, Luke Steichel. Stickle. We're just hiring all the leaks. Getsy Steichel. I'm next. Barry. Oh, that's just just wonderful. Can't we got to get you hired. I'm working on it. That way we that way you can say as a current NFL scout. Stop. As a current NFL coach. You think you can coach people? Like it's not not, not how much you know ball, but it's how much you can convey to people what the fuck they're supposed to do. I like coaching's like managing, and managing's tough, man. It's hard to manage employees. Yeah, yes, I agree. It's not it's not the job. It's the it's getting people to do what you want them to do. He's thirty seven years old from Boston. Princeton. Princeton. Princeton grad. Smart guy. Smarty guy from Boston. Luke probably knows him. Oh yeah. Matt Beers. No neighbors. Me, Getsy, and Steckler are going to go out to a bar together in Boston for St. Patty's Day. Celebrate our trade for the number one pick. If you do, ask him who we're drafting. Will Anderson, because he wants wants you to get us the jerseys. Hey, man. 
I'll be on board. And if if the guy if Roger Goodell reads Will Anderson off the card, I will be celebrating and I will put lots of tweets out. Happy. You're gonna be you're gonna be crying, dude, because Bears fans uh, are gonna make fun of him. Well, he'll just have to get over it, and I'll just have to be callous to uh, <laughs> callous to their criticism. What about you, Chris? Do you do you want this to happen just to see uh, how Joe reacts to it? <laughs> no. Just to see how Joe reacts to it? No. I'm, I'm kind of hoping more for it just to see uh, just to see how Joe handles his guy being drafted by the Bears. Well, because you're gonna get the bozos out there who's like, oh, he got like they're gonna pick the, they're gonna pick uh, they're gonna pick like the highlight of him getting stuffed and be like, eh, Brian Bulaga ate his lunch, waste of a first round pick. <laughs> Oh, what was the last first round pick the Bears have had that has been like really, really good? Roquan Smith. Roquan, Everybody yeah. loved it, and he did well as a rookie. He was a great rookie. Yeah, that was a good pick. It was and it worked out. I feel like I, I don't. There's so many times the Bears just mess up their first round pick. I just can't even. There's like. I could count probably on one hand how many first-round picks I remember that actually panned out. Right. Kyle Long, which at the time, that was horrible. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Same yeah, with Kyle was, Fuller. Was reach. Kyle Fuller was kind of a kind of a questionable pick, and he it took him a minute, but he turned out. Yeah, but you see, like, even, like, those guys. Leonard like, Floyd was, a, was sucked. Those guys were, like, Kevin good, White. but, like, they, they weren't, like, I don't know. Other teams draft pro bowlers in the first round. We draft guys who are just pretty good for five years yeah. and aren't on the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like. I mean, even Roquan, it was like, yeah, he had that one really great year. And then I feel like he kind of just people will debate about this, but he kind of went downhill a little bit. Yeah, he did. He did. Maybe we can uh, I, I, again not on the team long term. Redraft not, Cedric Benson. <laughs> obviously, not that good of a guy that you you couldn't not have him. Maybe there were so fields. many different ways they could have gone that draft, Joe. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> and the the downside was that Thomas Jones was freaking ridiculous. Yeah, he was for them. And they could have signed almost anybody else to be Cedric Benson's role. And then he goes on to what, like the Bengals, and was phenomenal for a few years. Like he was really solid. <laughs> anyway, boys, what else we got? Anything? That's it, baby. Turn in, tune into the combine, and tune uh, into the combine. Uh, when when does the first person weigh in, Luke? Tomorrow? I think today? it's Thursday. I think they Thursday, think they Thursday do... starts the combine activities. All right. I think they do the weigh-ins the day they work out now. I don't At think they 3 do the p.m. Before, so. All right. Yeah. Saturday was early player arrival for defensive linemen and linebackers. Monday, pre-registration and, uh, and pre-exam orientation team interviews. This is the defensive line and linebacker schedule. Uh, they're, they're, they're up first. Wednesday, ortho exam, media interviews, NFLPA meeting, team interviews continue. And then Thursday, measurements and on-field workouts. So, yes, Luke is co- looks like he's correct. Measurements and on-field workouts are on the same day for each group. 
Sweet. starting on Thursday. I'm excited. I'm, I might try to. I might try to watch them in the background while I'm. While you're wheeling and dealing, baby. While I'm wheeling and dealing. Uh, so yeah, that'd be fun. Starting at uh, it'll be televised. It looks like it's starting at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, is what it looks like. Perfect. On the NFL Network. All right, Joe. Can't wait. Take a sound, baby. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrill the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And don't forget why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.